Hello and welcome to episode 44 of Cheap Show. I am Paul Gannon and before we get the episode started, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has become a Patreon on our web Patreon page. Uh, if you would like to give anything from a dollar to up to $50, crazy but some people have, then go to our page, patreon.com forward slash Cheap Show and help support our podcast. It helps keep our website running, it helps keep our podcast server um, available, it helps keep our domain name, it allows us to maybe pay for bits and bobs for the the show, some new microphones. It all helps support this podcast so we can hopefully carry on making it for you, dear listener, on a weekly stroke, monthly basis. We're aiming to get three episodes out a month uh, from this point on, and that's all thanks to the people who have become Patreons on Patreon. I'm going to say Patreon a lot. That's really annoying. So even if you donate $1, that $1 makes a huge difference. So thank you so much. Now, this episode was recorded a little while ago, uh, so the sound quality isn't great. That's because it was recorded in my flat, and so the acoustics is awful. Whatever, it's a great episode. You're going to love it. So uh, thank you. That's it. I just want to say thank Thank you. So if you do like this show, remember, you can give some money to us on Patreon and also, more importantly, help spread the word. Get it recommended to friends. Get a group going. We want to start a cult. (laughs) We really do. Uh, The cult of Eli, King of Noodles. We want that to happen, but we can only do it through your help. So spread the word. If you think you know someone who loves the show, tell them about it. It's been recommended by The Guardian, Pod Blasts, uh, iTunes recommended it again. So, you know, those people can't be wrong, right? Uh, Right? I'll shut up now. Here's episode 44 of Cheap Show. Thank you. Cheap Show. Back again, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Eli Silverman. I'm full of anguish. And here's Paul Gannon. He mangles the language. I do indeed. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cheap Show. I am Paul. That is Eli. Let's just crack straight Let's on. Let's crack Jack. straight on. Let's just, no idle banter. No and ch- also, yes. if you make any wank jokes during this whole episode, you'll be severely reprimanded. Right. If I to give you a deal, if I do a single wank joke, I give you a pound for every wank joke I do. And I hope I pull it off. Because if I don't pull it off, I'll be very disappointed. What? <laughs> what? Okay. Okay. Do you owe me a quid already? I don't owe you a quid. For what? Pulling it off. I just mean if I could pull off this feat of extraordinary skill of not reaching into the, my basis instincts and going for the knob wank gag. Okay. I don't want to do that. Okay, I w- no one wants you I to do it. I don't want you to do that. I don't want you I, to do I it. I don't want to do that. For you, I want this to be a clean episode. Okay. Where I don't talk about Jack and a dick until it comes. Right? <laughs> I won't, I don't, I'm not going to do it. All right? So, what have we got on this episode? Well, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling quite spunky today. <laughs> I'm feeling quite full of spunk, and I can't wait to release it all over you right now with what we've got coming up in the show. Actually, we've got a few things, because we went off the top of the show, straight away. Off the top of the show, straight off away. Off the top of the show. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I think we should do the whole fucking intro again. No, no, I can't. Oh. Can't be asked. Oh, sorry. So, so I mean, the- we're going to start with life hacks. Oh, there's some life hacks. We've got this one sent in to us. A reader to our website. Uh, uh, yes. To our email. Well, I'm always open for life hacks, especially if they involve sauce pots. I, don't, I, love I the, can't promise that yet. I love a gravy pot. Yeah. Where are you going to go with this one, then? No, no gravy pot. Did you, nowhere. Isn't that a gravy pot called a... A, 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 a boat. A, no. Um, a gravy boat. Isn't it a marmite? No. Isn't it... Oh, uh, yes. That's a... No. That's a, that's a French stew pot. Is a Marmite, but yeah. that's where the brand Marmite comes from. Because they all used to be 
shaped like that as and well. And they have they? it on the sticker on the logo, don't yes. they? A Marmite. Yes. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. You do learn something And on do you know show. what? It wasn't a spread Marmite, was it, when it started? It was a sort of beef Drink. stock, a beef stock sort of replacement. Because yeah. there was, that was a, it came out in the first wave of vegetarianism. Did it? Yes. So what? Was it like rations and you can only have so much so no there was afford. a big movement in the i believe sort of the 1920s there was a big movement if you had the fucking marmite jesus christ right is it is it a laxative well it does something to me that i will not go into detail oh, about right. right now so you're on the uh the hate side of the fence with marmite no i quite like it i just can't really enjoy it because oh, it God. sets off the ibs it sets off many things ibs being one of them your guts my guts i mean i was no i'm not going into detail it's just <laughs> gross okay Right, so, right. life hack. This is one's in from someone called <laughs> Radical Lazarus. Radical Lazarus. Is the name. Hit me with your hack. Hey, nice confident start. I have a life hack for you. Yes. You never need to pay for labour again. Right. That's I- it. I'm listening. No, uh, there's more. Need help moving house? Landscaping? Just don't feel like doing chores around the house? Hire crackheads. That's his advice. Hire crackheads. Find some crackheads. Tell them that you have some crack, and they'll do anything to get it. Yeah, that but works. There's always a danger they'll mug you. True. So you have them do whatever labour you need them to do for the crack. Then when it comes time to pay up, just call the police. All right. All right. Several. I things. bet this guy voted Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Several offensive things. He hasn't about finished yet. Though. Diamond Lazarus. What? He says. What else? He says. Tell the police. Hey, these crackheads are messing with my property, and have them take them away. Who are the police going to believe? You or a bunch of crackheads? Right. Very, very problematic, Lazarus. If that's that, if your, that's name, your real name. No, it's your name is Nathaniel. We're shaming you, Nathan. Nathaniel. So. <laughs> Shaming you, Nathaniel and Crackheads. First off, right, where on. are you going to find Crackheads? Well, where would you find them in London? I don't London know, Bridge. you tell me. London Bridge. What, you think they walk around with Crackhead t-shirts? So, do they? Yeah, they do. I'm with Crackhead. So whoever's the arrows pointing out on the t-shirt is Basically, the it falls at the first hurdle because there's no way you're convincing a Crackhead. Look, let's just play it out, right? right. I'm the Crackhead and right, you're enough. Nathaniel, yeah? And don't do one of your troped accents. No, I'll just do my own voice. I'll just okay. be me for this. All right, I'm a... Right, so... Yeah, that's great crack. Oh, well, I can't seem to find any Crackheads. I'll just get the bus home. That's proving that I don't know what a Crackhead looks like. No, but I'm, I'm, now I'm, I'm the Crackhead. You see me. Ooh, so, so I've recognised you then. Yes. You and thought... I look quite muscly, as if I could move some stuff. So and let's just say, a perfect Why target. are you eroticising this? I'm a muscly crackhead. Muscly crackhead. Oh, yeah. Right, so, okay. Oh, wait, I need to find a crackhead. I wonder if there's one over here. La-di-da, da-da-da. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> crackhead just sits there and goes, la-di-da. I just, because it's an audio. I want right. to be, like, just to, you know, to cue... The listener that I'm actually here. Like, All right. Whoa, okay. Whoa, you are, though, there. But I'm kind of singing. I'm high on crack. Right. Okay. So, all right. Fair enough. Excuse me, sir. Are you a crackhead? Yeah. Would you like some crack? I'd love some. I have some crack. Right. But you can only have the crack if you come to my house and do some heavy lifting. Fuck that. But I've got crack. Yeah. Give it to me. Oh, it's in my you. house. I'll stab you. But I don't have it on me right now, so you'd just be stabbing me for, for no reason. Right, so... So come back to my house, I've got and a, I'll I've give you... I've got a knife. I know. I've got a knife here. Well, leave it here and come to I'm my house. I'm leaving the knife here. Leave it here. 
I want to take it with me. Why? Don't you trust me? So I can mug you once we get to your house. Well, then don't come back. You're not coming back to my house, then? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I mean, Nathaniel? There's a trouble. Yeah, there's, there's, there's... It doesn't fucking work. And it's shoddy. And we shouldn't let shoddy life hacks like this that are just... At least he's coming up with one. It's so... You it... come up with one. I've come up with several. Not very good ones. They're fucking great. Depends on your... And can I just say now? Yeah. I just want to say now, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go on. Before this goes any further. Yeah. Iceberg lettuce gets a bad rap. Wow, that was a jump. Yes. Where's that come from? Well, I don't think that's... I'm looking at the, the list of things we're going to do this show, and there's no bit for my iceberg bit, so I'm just sticking it in here, okay? Okay, so carry on with this iceberg lettuce rap. Okay. Have you noticed... Very hack way of beginning this Have you noticed... <laughs> Shut up. Hey, what about that airplane food, eh? Yeah. How about that? Iceberg lettuce, yeah. Iceberg lettuce. Have you noticed that... No. Just stop interrupting me, yeah? I'm an audience member. I'm not disappointed by the material. We're not play-acting now, Paul. We're just doing the... the, the... All right. This is a serious thing. Okay, all right. Okay. I take it back. I want a minute. Go on. Have you noticed that, basically, people... Whenever you bring up iceberg lettuce, they poo-poo it. And they have done for years. I've never noticed that. I genuinely (laughs) haven't. I genuinely haven't. play along with it. All right. All right? It's my bit. I agree with your pre Continue. They always go, oh, no, I don't like iceberg. It's a bit tasteless. Uh, And it's a snottiness. It's a snottiness and it's unfounded. And in a lot of instances, when they replace it with one of your spicier lettuces, your more mustardy leaves like rocket... It's totally inappropriate. You want the the crunch, the pure textural vibe of a lovely, lovely bit of iceberg. And don't be a ponce. Don't be a cultural snob. Iceberg lettuce is one of the wonders of the modern food world, yeah? And it's great. Egg sandwich. Also, I like... Tortilla wrap. Brilliant. Yeah, for the, for giving it that Crisp. texture, crispy texture, it's yeah. brilliant for that. Why yeah. do you poo poo it? I'm not. Why, why do you go? Oh, I prefer romaine. Oh, I prefer something with a bit more flavour. This is more about how or middle they, class you are. Rock, exactly. It, it's become this sort of bogeyman of the middle classes. Oh, I like that phrase. You know? The bogeyman of the middle class. It's the bogey lettuce of the middle class. Classes. So. I'm sick of that. Yeah. Also, rocket is overused, right? Because it's like I don't want a mustardy thing. I just want a lettuce sort of texture. Just I don't a want a nice grassy, flowery. I don't want you, you know, complicating and sullying no. the flavour of this sandwich with the fucking rocket. What's you know? I agree. It has its place. Yes, I'd say not in a lot of sandwiches. Good. Have so, you finished? This is no. I haven't finished, Paul. This is where the fight back starts. <laughs> this is where the re- resist. Hashtag yes. resist. Yes. Yes. Iceberg lettuce is not a four-letter word, okay? It's not. You're right. And it's not, a, it's not a... It's a concept that we should all be proud of. And it's something we should go forward as basically up there, the king of lettuce textures. Thank you. That is the end of my bit. Thank you. It's a 14-letter word. Four, <sighs> it's 14 letters and three words. No, two. You now, you you say you don't notice this. Now, wait, you'll see people poo-pooing iceberg all over the shop. Well, if I go to a shop and someone's poo-pooing all over iceberg letters, I shan't be buying their oh, wares. Oh, dear. No. We didn't say anything about shit jokes, did we? 
Most of our jokes are shit, though. Ooh. There you go. Anyway, life hack. Do, 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 do. Right, also... <laughs> that wasn't a life hack. It was a life oh, hack. Man. It was a, with a guest. That was awful from Nathaniel there, wasn't it? Nathaniel, you don't listen. At least you put the effort in, even if it was deeply right-wing and troubling. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate the effort. Uh, and if you have any life hacks, listener, that you think are better than Eli's or the alt-right leanings of Nathaniel, <laughs> uh, please get involved and email us, uh, thecheapshow at gmail.com. Now, you've got a top three. I... Let's get the top three out of the way. Oh, right. Get it all out of the way, Eli's yeah. bits. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another one of my infrequent sections... It's Eli's top tips. Eli's top three. We- Eli's top three. Oh, not top tips. Sorry. Yeah, it's top okay. three. I'll do that bit again. Yeah, right. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's another episode of my infrequent series, Eli's top three. And I'm looking forward to this. What are your top? We haven't three? done this in a while, have no, we? No, we haven't. This is nice. We haven't done nice this relaxed. in a while. So what are your top three choices today? What are the well, three? Well, before, just to give people who might not be aware of this section yeah. a, a little flavour, mm-hmm. before I've had top three nuts. You have. Top three crisps. Yes. Top three... Soft drinks. Positions to sleep in. Yes. That's from the Uncleakables, that one. That's old. So today yes. I present to you... Oh dear. My top three physical sensations that are not <laughs> sexual. <laughs> okay. I don't know what three... Are there three? Yes. Good. Then this is actually interesting. I'm actually interested in Top this. Top three, yes. Go on, go for it. Number one. Yes. You are, get out of the shower. I get out of the shower. No, one gets out of the shower. One. The, the, the royal we, the yeah. one. All right. Get out of the shower. It's yes. a bit cold. Yeah. So you get back into bed and then you kind of all dry off. <laughs> <laughs> I see your parameters That's now. number three. That's I nice. I see your parameters. It? Okay. It's a physical sensation. What can you describe that sensation? It's like ooh, all warm, <laughs> all warm and slightly damp. But then... <laughs> oh dear! I like the fact that you made like a little hamster pose and you did it. You like your little claws and your little oh, hands. I'm snuggled, snuggling up. Yeah, it's uh, lovely. Okay, so that's that's good. Yeah. Number two, and this is in reverse order, so we're getting better. Oh, okay. Towards number one, uh, when you're in a shower, yeah, and it... <laughs> <laughs> all shower based. Wow, okay, alright, good. You're in the so. shower and it's been quite cold for a long time. Yeah. And then suddenly, the. <laughs> a the, robot comes in. <laughs> turns the heat up. Suddenly the heat comes on. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, that's a lovely physical sensation. Why is the heat suddenly come on? It's just because you've got poor it's water just, pressure. Have, you've noticed, yeah. Fair enough. A lot of showers are like that, aren't they? Especially some are, in this country. Some are. You don't I mean, have power showers. Do you have a power shower? No, we don't. I'm not happy with it. Does it? Does the temperature fluctuate? It's because it's no. It's got one of these horrible things where you have to turn the hot tap all the way on. Then once that's as hot as it can be, you then adjust the heat with the cold yes. tap. The problem is that the space between too cold for comfort and too hot, it yeah. burns the skin on burns the, cold. the skin. Off. Is is almost like you'd yeah. have to get the. It's microscopically. The Hadron Collider would have to measure... Yeah, the distance. The distance to turn. It's a Planck scale. And I spend so much time in the shower turning this knob like a safe cracker. Trying to go, oh, come on, come on. But anyway, my shower has this issue where it just isn't hot enough. No. For a long, long time. And then you get a big burst. then you get the belief. Yeah. Because you've got to have that belief. You know what I mean? (laughs) You've got to have the belief, brother. You've got to have that belief. Because sometimes, you, you know... You might think it's never going to get warmer. Never. But then it always does. Nice. About half an hour in when it's you're all shriveled. Two. 
What's your third? Is it based in a shower? No. Good. But it is based in a bed. Oh. So, so your favourite sensations come in bed and in the shower. Basically all around that. Mm, yeah. Interesting. So. Yeah. You haven't been very, you've sort of agreed with these. Yeah. It's such a strange topic. I have no contrary position. You must have a favourite non-sexual physical sensation. Yes, but no. Which will say after I've gone All right. to my number one. All right, your number Eli's one. top three. Is. Getting into bed with mm. your socks on and then taking your socks off. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. come on, that is, that's nice. I don't know. I mean, I get it. Honestly, that is... I think what makes it better is if you don't know you've gone to bed with your socks on. Then when you realise your socks are on because your feet feel restricted, yeah, a bit then you kick them off because you got like, and then your feet can breathe and you can yeah, stretch. And that's you think, what I'm talking about. It's oh. a lovely sort of cooling feet, feet free yeah. sort of. So that like lovely breeze it gets yeah. over your new freshly sh- uh, shown toes. Yes. Mm. 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 Uh, so that's my top. Right. My top three yeah. that aren't sexual. These are going to be stupid. No, I try and keep it in, in well, line. It's just I mean, be, none of mine are shower based. Well, that you've, you've, yeah. I mean, already you've lost me. Okay. Um, number three. Yeah. The feeling you get after a really long poo. <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess, yeah. You know when, like, it, 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 it's particularly solid <laughs> and lengthy passive passing. Right. It was a big, a, a big satisfying shit. It was, yeah. And when it, okay, and I when, think we don't need to dwell on this. And when your butthole has yawned its widest. Oh, God. And then snipped it off and then retracted back into its natural state. Cleanly. Yeah. Textbook, mate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That sensation clean. is really refreshing. I'll go with that. In right. Number th- three. Okay. A good, long, heavy, cleanly nipped off poo. Now, similarly speaking, number two is when you've been holding a pee in for so long. For whatever reason, you're on the bus, you're not close enough to a toilet, you don't want to do it in the street. So or you're modelling, you're modelling as a life model. Yes, that's happened. Probably to you, by the sounds of things. A nude life model. You were a nude life model and you had to piss. Unfortunately, I got a nickname, Leaky Ken. <laughs> <laughs> when I did it. and uh, it was <laughs> Worth it. It was worth but it. Anyway, yeah. you finally get to the toilet, you finally can pee, and it's a long pee. But it's so long and satisfying that it gives you a tingle up the back and makes your, t- teeth, and makes your teeth tingle that as well. Sh- that kind of... Yeah, shiver. Yeah. Oh. No, but that's a thing that people do shiver when they urinate. It's actually a physiological yeah. thing they've studied. But that shiver's quite nice. I'll go when with you've that. emptied. You're doing well, Paul. Here, yeah. Number three is an interesting one. Well, number one. Number know. one is it's when you know they say you can't tickle yourself, and you can't because of the way your body works. Well, because you've got the conscious intention, yeah. and so you can't so, be surprised. I'll but. show you this because it's hard to explain. But sometimes what I like to do. So I roll my sleeve up on one of my arms, right? Right. Okay. And then I raise my arm above my head. And then with my other hand, I'll just brush. Are you joking? Just like, and it's like a little tingle if you, you just brush your fingertips up and down your arm. You just brush brush yeah. your arm with your fingertips. Not all, it doesn't work all the time, but sometimes when you're in the right frame of mind, doing that is like really, oh. I'm kind of regretting that I brought up this subject because yeah. it's like weird. Do you ever like, do you ever, like watch, do you like, when someone's asleep, do you ever just stand over them and watch? No, Paul, I don't. Because that would be creepy as fuck. I do that sometimes. No, you don't. I've done it when I stayed at yours. No, you didn't. Yeah. I know that for a fact you didn't. Uh, how do you know? 
because I am always vigilant. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. No, I'm a very light sleeper, actually. Yeah. I, honestly, I wake up, drop of a hat. <laughs> well, I won't wear a hat, though, when I go into your room. <laughs> well, your hat's very noisy. Anyway, there's my top three. Well, it, not as good as mine. No, but, but I came up with mine on the fly. I couldn't think. I well have, done. I didn't have time. And uh, if you've enjoyed the top three, suggest another top three for us to do. Yes. And I'll do another Eli's top three that will be superior. Yes. In every way to Paul's terrible... Working class taste. (laughs) (laughs) What you dirty cock. So we're doing a bit of an old school episode today. We're going to keep it simple. We've done done top tips. We've done life hacks. They're not top tips. Top 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 tips is from Viz. Yeah, top three. Life hacks. Eli's top three. Yeah, Eli's top three. TM, copyright, whatever. Thank you. Eli's top three, TM, copyright. We've got that. And now we're going to do our old favourite, the price of shite. It's the price of shite. And that's... Well, let's do it. We've we've got two jingles now, haven't we? We've got that one, which I prefer. And then we've got... Press. Shut. What is it? Which one do you prefer? That one. You're wrong! Fatty. All right. So, it is the price of shite, and that's right. Um, It's the fucking price of shite. 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 And that's right. Thank you. So what have you got tonight I've got three on the price I- of shite? Uh, tonight on the price of shite, Paul, I yes. have three items. Three items. Okay, what's item number one? And as usual, simply want you to describe the item. Bought from charity shops as per? Yes. Excellent. This is all very, very good. Okay, let's... I'm just... Uh... It's a good old school episode today. Now this I'm is, liking this. Is... Wow, what is Feast that? your eyes on that. There it is. Item number one is fascinating. It is. I don't know. It look well. First of all, it looks like a Japanese style tiny pot, ceramic pot. Yes, but it's like instead of it being Ming, like that kind of sharp blue and white. This is a bit more kind of toffee and blue. It's almost like nicotine stained, sort of yeah. off white. And it's in a little beige. It's, it's, and it's in a on a card in its um, in in its plastic. It seems like it's got a bit of weight to it. It seems like it might have some kind of ointment in it, doesn't it? Should we open it? And who's it made by there? I don't know. Del Prado. I don't know him. Now, this is new. Bought in a charity shop, and I'm... I don't know about you, Paul. Yeah. But I'm very curious to get inside this and see what kind of pungent ungent <laughs> or <laughs> lotion. Like a, some kind of... You think it's a lotion in there? It might be. Why is it sealed? I don't know, because it looks to me like it's decorative pottery. It's, uh, it's, uh, yes. It could be. We just could, don't know. It could simply be decorative pottery. Was there, were there any other similar ones next to it? Was Nothing it just this? like it. So you, just don't, it. you don't know what it is? No. So I'm going to open it now. Wow. I hope I don't really uh, destroy the resale value of this. But I think uh, you're going to have to take that risk. Okay. So far, I'm fascinated with this. Okay. I really am. It's Del Prado. It's on a disc-shaped cardboard backing, which I'm in now. Oh, there's a... Oh, there's a little piece of... There's a little Del Prado gift tag. Let's have a little look at that. silver... Oh. It's a very nice piece of card, actually. It's textured. Mm, it tells you exactly what it is. Oh, what does it say? It's a porcelain trinket box. Quality guaranteed porcelain trinket boxes, hand-finished collector's edition by the company Del Prado Collection. It's from their collection. And it's been paint-signed. Oh, this is a bargain. Oops, it's broken. <laughs> it's not broken. We're fine. It's just a little scuffed. So, so that is just a trinket. Little you know tr- what? I have to say it. 
That's a quality item. It's a quality <laughs> item. You're quite yeah. right. It's got a little bird underneath painted on. On the lid. I it mean, has it, a bird the, painted on the inside are, of the lid. These aren't painted on properly, though. These are transfers. They're transfers, are they? Yeah, you can tell. You can tell they're transfers. Still. I mean, not complaining. It's a nice little bit. And I can imagine you'll be putting, I don't know, cigarette tabs in there at some point in it. Cigarette life. tabs? What are they? The bit, when you get to the end of the cigarette, you can smoke it no, no more. A butt. A butt. Yeah. yeah, put the butts in there. You could could use it as an ashtray or to keep a precious ring. You could put a precious ring, some coins. Some coins in there. Uh, a necklace. Drugs. 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 Def- bag very good for drugs. Very good, because it's classy. And the police raiding your house wouldn't think to look in your decorative they'll, Chinese they'll, They might think, oh, that's trinket. a lady's thing. Mustn't it's a trinket look in there. box. Yes. Mustn't look in there. No. Must respect the privacy of, of Mrs. Silverman. Meanwhile, you've got your mescaline in there and your drugs. <laughs> Other drugs. Other drugs. Available, yes. Yeah. Okay, so it's nice. So I have I'm, to price what, it. But yeah, stop trying to dilly dally. We need a price from it. Now, remember, it's pretty good quality. You got it from a charity shop. Uh, uh, um, just to update, I did get it from a charity shop. Do not clean with surgical spirit. Well, then I won't. Okay, I've been it told will, it will take the transfer off. Obviously, what's it say underneath there? Fine porcelain, hand finished. Yeah, hand finished. My ass. I've been hand finished. Oh. Give me a quid. What? I mean, I've been decorative. <laughs> what? You slipped. You slipped up and made a count. wank joke. That wasn't a wank joke. Prove it. I've been hand shandied. You said. Or I didn't something. say shandy. I said you've oh, been hand finished. I, that is a clearly a wank joke. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't know what you mean. Right. I don't know. What a price. Stop trying to. Um, I'm going to say. I'm really quite impressed with that. I want to say it's nice, isn't it? I've got an First eye. of all, I have to agree with you on something. So, you know, we've said, like, it's if you get it spot on, it's two points. And we said if it's 50p, either way, it's one point. And you said that's a bit too far a wide error, margin it's of way error. way too wide for these kind 25p, of 25p, I okay. think you're right. So, 25p under or over. Yes. 50p in all. Yeah. So, with that in mind, I'm going to say this is 150. Okay. Okay. I like that. 150 for the decorative. Uh, little decorative Chinese box. Now. Trinket box. This. Yes. Item number two. Oh, it's a comedy character, M&M character. Uh, he's got the pilot's cap on. Goggles, he has. Pilot's goggles. It's the little M&M character, sweet yellow guy, the doofus. And he seems to be in pain or existential terror. He's considered that his life... He's screaming. He's crying or he's screaming. He's watching his friends being pulled out of a bag and munched on by Basically, eight-year-olds yeah. at a birthday party. He seems party. very, very unhappy, doesn't he? Yeah. And he looks like he's maybe fallen on his butt. He has. His but, bum. But the thing is, I'm guessing this was a lid to something, like a tube of um, M&Ms. M&Ms. And so what that suggests now to me is that a tube of M&Ms has been shoved right up his arse. Quite, <laughs> and that's why he's quite, crying. And that's why he's like, that's his... Oh, my arse face. I don't know, because the, the goggles suggest to me that he's jumped out of an airplane and, and broke his arse. Oh. Landing. Like his egg, his and that's blood. That's not a little stand. The, the, that's, it's, it's a little stand, we should say, ladies and gentlemen, that made of red plastic. Which I thought was the lid, but actually, as so, you point out, it might be all the blood pouring out of his broken arsehole. Well, it'd be pouring out in a weird sort of straight-edged way. Yeah. It's not... Maybe he's sitting in a sink. It's a terrible piece. It's of a awful terrible task. Useless, pointless... I can't think of why you'd... I mean, look, it wanted to stop being it's a lid for something. It's not even effective as a toy. It's just... It's, it's got a terrible... Ch- 
cheap vibe to it, doesn't it? If you're a student, you might have it on a shelf in a wacky way. But that's the thing with these M&Ms. They're trying to sort of push them as like funny cartoon characters. Does anyone buy it? Does no. anyone find them charming? No. Do you know what I mean? No. I don't understand. I don't find them charming. I get and, it. While we're on the topic of oh, adverts, yeah. have you seen yeah. the, the new Tesco print ads? No. Where it's like... Jimmy's Friday night special chicken tandoori or whatever. I've not seen it. Basically, you've got a picture of a normal person yeah. with a dish, and it's their dish. Yeah, it's their okay. signature dish. And so it's like, Edward's being good tonight falafels. It's like, Eli fucking hates you and everything. <laughs> and your fucking cod, cod sort of chummy, folksy fucking ad. Do you know what I mean? It's Hillary's, oh, naughty tonight. Yeah. Chicken... It's, oh, it's John's, oh, there's never enough for two fucking spag bowl. <laughs> you know, it's a chummy, the whole yeah. fucking tone of it. Because like, no one, we're real people. We have real funny little dishes that we make and we're not like killing the world by fucking getting loads of animals and putting them in cages. I'm going to say that's uh, a quid. Okay, quid for the m M&M. <laughs> And you ready for the, the last item? Yes, I am. Oh, it makes a rattling sound. Here it is. Oh, yeah. It's a cheap version of those toys that were popular in the 90s that were like a bed of Was nails. Was it the 90s? Wasn't they 80s? Maybe 80s. But yeah. You... What would you... There must be an official word for one of these. I, don't th- I think it's just an executive toy, isn't it? That's what they call it. It's a type of executive toy where they have a bed of nails in a sort of... And whatever you put underneath uh, the bed a of nails. frame. Yeah. And then it mimics the shape. Yeah. If you, if you press up. You know what I'm talking about, reader. People know. Listener. There's going to be a picture on our web. It doesn't matter. Someone might be reading the transcript. They might be. A blind person who invented something, <laughs> as we found out last episode. Right. Anyway, uh, yes, it's, it's one of those matrixy version of whatever you put underneath. Yes, which I think was so kind of popular back in the day when these came out, was such a new sort of thing. Because there were metal pins back then, and yeah. it was like a quality item. Yeah, this is a cheap one, and it's very small as well, so you can't really represent a lot no. in it, can you? No. And um, let's do my face. That's always the good That's thing. a good one. Oh, even that looks sad. So this is your nose. This is your nose. Your big nose. And my eyebrows in there. Yeah. I want to now press my balls against it. <laughs> oh, it's oh, oh, another quid. I need another quid. That's not a wank joke. It mate, it is. Anyway. I just want to see what my balls look like. So I remember... pins on them. Basically, this was so, so I'm new. lowering the tone this week. You really are. Sorry. You always are. Yeah. Um, so, um... I like that. I like the orange pins. I like the orange and black. When it came out, it was such a big deal that they like put it in music videos and stuff. Yes, do you remember that? All the time you'd see it in like yeah. fucking like Brother Beyond. Yeah, space aged. This is the best of the future we could think of. It's just a, it's a weird toy, and basically everyone, it's a novelty item, and everyone's got sick of it by now. And this one is unusual in that it's orange. Yeah, I like the orange color. I like the kind of neon orange look it's got. I want to put a lighter underneath it. Okay, put a lighter in. See if it gets any detail. No. no, it just looks like a chip. It's terrible. But still, I'll look at the lid to this. What will it do to the, to the smooth lid? It's no, just a shake. It loses a little bit. Let's but, do it to the M&M. Let's put it in his stupid fucking face. No, that doesn't work at all. It doesn't work it? at all. He's too bulbous. It's terrible. Maybe his foot. No. So, none of these successfully really, really work. No. I mean, maybe you'd need smaller pins spread across so you get more... It's just... A, it's not it's a very good a, item. It's nice, though. I like it. Do you? Not... you? can have it. There's your face. Here's my nose. It works best for a face, doesn't it? Really? It does work best for the face. Does it work with keys? I've got some key- keys here. Oh! 
cool, kind of. Yeah, it does work at the keys. That's it? kind of cool. Yeah. You like this item, don't you? It's all right. Um, all right, cool. Well, my favourite, I mean, look. Apart What's your favourite of the three, uh, then? It's tricky. I like the tactile nature of this one. You you can play there with must it. be an official name for these things. Pin cushion. Cush. It's not pin cushion, is it? No. Pin gra- replicator. Mi- Shape replicator, pin stand. Pin box. Face pin box. You don't see executive toys these days, do you? Well, they're not as... new ones every few years. Yeah, like they Newton's draw... cr- yeah, like Newton's Cradle or... Have the... you seen the Newton's Cradle with the light that lights up? No. That's pretty snazzy. So it lights up. One's a lit, but you like know, an you... LED, and yeah. then it, it, when it goes to the other side, the other one lights up. Well, that guy, Tim, from, what's that, Grand Illusions on YouTube, he does all those kind yeah, of fucking does. toys, doesn't all, he? Yeah. Like the He'd know what toys. this is called. He would. Oh, Tim, we need you. We need you. We need you, Tim. So, right, so. What, what is your favourite item? I'm really torn between the little pot and the and the pin thing. Okay. I like that because it's a lovely little pot. It's a lovely little pot. Yeah. Nice. So it's a lovely thing. Price. What did I say for that? I said one pound fifty. And then I said one pound for that. And what are you going to say for the last item? Oh, see, this looks like it's a bit costly. This looks like you, you know, someone wouldn't. Pri- I would, I would say three pound. Two pound. <laughs> don't don't try and read my face. To work, I don't know if I have to look at it anyway. Look. So oh. <laughs> I'm going to say two pounds. Final answer: two pound. Okay, I think so, I've grossly overpriced some of these. So, so the Chinese box, hand finished Chinese ceramic box, was yeah fifty p. I was pound over there. No points. There. That's a real good bargain for fifty p. Yeah. All right, I like that fifty p. No and points. Moving no points so far. No. Moving on to. Uh, the stupid. crying M&M. Crying M&M. It's the wailing M&M. I like that. You said... It's like Munch's scream, but an M&M. A, an M&M? Yeah. An M&M. How much is it? You said... I said one pound. It was 50p. No points there. No points there. I've grossly overvaluated these. You certainly have. And I said two pound for that, and now you're going to say it was one pound fifty. It was 50p. 50p? You like it, don't you? Mate, you went to a magical they were charity, all three charity shop. Were 50p, yes. And I, I went, I picked them out. Yeah. Um, and I went up to the lady because there's no, there was no price tags on them. And no. uh, I said, how much are these? She went 50p each. She just sort of glanced at them and said 50p each. So you can get away with murder. Murder, you can. And I was like, really? That's going to be a bit boring. I was like, you sure? Can't you, yeah. can't you make 175 or something? You, you know? could have lied. I don't. I'm, it's all about honesty. The truth. No. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to be spreading uh, fake news. Fake news. Okay. Hashtag. This isn't. This isn't the home of fake news. No, it's not. This is the home of really, really pointless stuff. Yes, this is the home. But of at least it's truthful. Nonsensical news. Yeah. That's really good. I mean, to be honest, it's a good little haul. Good one pound fifty the whole lot. It. The, it's great. That there are so many disenfranchised, broken people working in charity shops. <laughs> Because we can get bargains like this because of them. If you go into a charity shop and you see something you really like and the person behind the counter looks really depressed, you can probably get a really good bargain with a bit of bantering with them. So that's our top tip. Okay, and that was the prize of shite. It was. Nil points. Bollocks. So you know before on the show, on the podcast, I've sometimes said, oh, that's like messy like a Collier's Mansion. And then you've gone, oh, where have I heard Collier's Mansion before? And all this stuff. Yes. I'm going to go into that now because I thought we'd go down the rabbit hole of the Collier's Mansion. Is it a hole or is it a house? Collier's Mansion is what, f- well, it's become shorthand for firefighters in America. 
to use as a term to describe a house that is literally full of crap. Right. Stuck it's with... It's a hoarder's house. It's Yeah, you can't move because there's stuff everywhere. And the reason why it's called Collins Mansion is for the reasons I'm going to tell you now. I'll, okay. give, you the, I'll give you the pre-seat because we've got to go down the Wikipedia rabbit hole with this one a little bit. Here's basically the gist of it. So Homer Lusk Collier uh, was born uh, 1881, died in 1947. Just a bit of information for you there. Uh, and Langley Wakeman Collier. Back then, names were great. Mate, people used, were called, literally called fuck. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Fuck Smith. Oh, do you know what? I, I saw someone with an amusing name the other day. Go on. Harsh Gore. Ooh. Describes a violent movie, perhaps. Yeah, but that was their, f- their first name was Harsh. Their second name was Gore. They should be in an action film. Eight Minutes to Midnight with Harsh Gore playing Jim Stab. Uh, yeah, so people used to be called Bastard. As a it, first name? Yeah. And there was someone who died in that period who was called Jennifer Nasty Rosenthal. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, so. All right, sweet. So anyway, yeah. Homer and Langley Collier, yeah, known as the Collier Brothers. Langley's all right, isn't it? It's all right. It's a bit of a second name as a first name, isn't it? Langley. Yeah. Isn't it a name of a place as well? Like King, the, King's Langley. Either way, Langley. Okay, so I they're brothers. My, I might call my child Langley. You will never call your child Langley. Come here, Langley Gannon. <laughs> oh, that's right. You help me, don't you, son? Right, you hate me. Langley right. Gannon. That's awful. So, we've got Homer. You've got Langley. Right. So, two American brothers who were infamous for their bizarre natures and compulsive hoarding. For two decades, for decades, sorry, for decades, the two lived in seclusion at their Harlem Brownstone at 2078 Fifth Avenue, at the corner of 128th Street, should you wish to go. Okay. Not that I know if it's there anymore. Because back then, Harlem was a place where lots of rich people liked to... Uh... Oh, was it rich? Yeah. And then I think they brought the prices down, and then it became... A uh, famous know... black neighbourhood. Yes. Uh, okay. So these are these are white men. These are very, very white men. Rich yes. white men. They were obsessively collecting books in their house, furniture, musical instruments, and a myriad of other items. That's all right. They had booby traps set up in the corridors and hallways to ensnare truders. That not not so cool. No, and in March 1947, both were found dead in their home, surrounded by over 140 tons of collected items that had amassed over several decades. Wow. Uh, since the 1960s, the site of the former Collier household has been a pocket park named for the brothers. I do not know what a pocket park is. I'd say it's probably a small park, probably pocket-sized. It's sort of just where the... Where the house is. Yeah. Where the house was. That makes sense. I guess. Did they tear it down because it was full of stinkies? It might have been, yeah. It might have been a place where it was easier to turn it down than it would have been to... You see, you say they, you know, they hoarded musical instruments, furniture. Yeah. That sounds all right. I mean, that's like collecting, isn't it? I mean, you could... Magazines, newspapers. once you get into newspapers. I mean... I mean, that's useless. There is no use to yesterday's newspaper. No, there's absolutely none at all. Not in this... Well, but in that day and age, they didn't have a... Digital files, did they? No, they didn't. So if you wanted to store all your collection of uh, New York Times, you'd have to find the room. Which they obviously did. Many rooms in their house. You know what's interesting as well is that Collier means coal miner. This fucking app, by the way, this tablet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Paul. I I tried to download one thing and now it won't work. It keeps on saying, oh, you can't use this website because you've got to unload a load of apps. That was completely fine until yesterday when I actually want to use the fucking thing. 
All right. So I'm going to use my phone. Okay. So say something witty for a minute this, while I get this, this on my phone. I already did that when you checked the, the, the sausage. I couldn't commit much to the moment just then because I was too busy pressing buttons on my app. Let's and I feel try. like I'm we'll letting try. the show down. There you are. Because I'm I mean, distracted. Th- honestly, this bit has been totally weak. <laughs> I mean, really, really weak. I know, but we're getting to an interesting part. Okay. All right? Yes. So anyway, let's just get back. Onto okay. it. I've got it on the phone now. So seclusion and horned hoarding after their mother's death. All these stories begin like that. Well, after people, someone's death, it's traumatic. They lose, they lose someone, and then they don't want to lose anything ever again. No, they get dirty though. When do you go from being sad to being dirty? Oh, I'm so sad. Papa has passed on. I won't wash. I shan't wash. Actually, I shouldn't take the piss because I've been depressed and not washed for a fortnight. Yeah, <laughs> so, come on, know. man. We've all been there. Yeah, we have. I've been, been sad there. and then out of way. And then you just then I'm dirty, and then you just lie in it. I don't lie in it. Yeah, because you've done it on your back. How would I wank on my back? You're lying on your back. Oh, I thought you meant like onto my back. No, although that is a great (laughs) trick if you can do it. What's that called? A loop-de-loop? No, it's called a Tom Cruise's cocktail. You chuck it over your back and you catch it in, in, in your butt crack. That was quite well thought out. Thank you. So, after their mother's death, the Collier brothers continued to live together in their Harlem brownstone house that they inherited. I believe they were quite rich at this point. Didn't have to work then. Well, they had a family and they had an education, according to this Wikipedia article that goes on for hundreds of words. So all you need to know is that um, they were quite a well-off family. Yeah. And the mother, Susie, died in 1929, right, leaving everything to the brothers, Homer and Langley. 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 For the next four years, the brothers socialized with others and left their home on a regular basis. So, so far... They were normal. Signing happy. They're getting on with it. They're sad, but they haven't got dirty yet. No, they've just... Getting on with it. They've got friends who have been like, yeah. come out with us, Langley. And Homer. And Homer. Let's have a lovely little drink. Forget about your mother's painful, long death. Uh, Homer continued to practice law while Langley worked as a piano dealer. I've got some pianos for you. <clears throat> some good shit. Sniff that. Oh, you can smell the ivory on that, can't you? <laughs> smell the ivory. It's a good. It, it, that, that's a, Norwe- that, that's a Norwegian ivory. Nor- that's a Norwegian well, ivory. Nor- Norwegian elephants. Yeah, right. They're they're quite rare, aren't they? Yeah, it's quite yeah. a costly that. It's a costly little piano. Yeah, it's costly. How much do you want for? I can give you two bags. Tinkle, 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 tinkle. You want some tinkle, tinkles? <laughs> Tickle me ivories. You know what I mean, son. I do believe we're not doing this very serendipitously. No, that's not even a word. Serendipitously, Louis. We're not doing this very quietly, are oh, you? Dragged out two pianos into the high street. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. We can't, I can't buy these illegal pianos when everyone can see me purchasing them on the high street, waiting for 30 minutes. So he was a piano dealer. Yeah. Uh, both also taught at Sunday school at the Trinity Church in 1933. Home so they were religious. Sunday school's for religious stuff, isn't it? Yeah. It's God Day at school. God Day. Yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, God, God Day. Day. <laughs> we all love God Day. Well. And then they changed it to Sunday when they realised the sun came out. No. That's why night times for ages were called night days. No, they weren't. So it would be Monday night, Tuesday night, no, Wednesday it night. No, it, it was It's fact. Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Friday night. Friday night. And then Sunday night. That's what used to happen. It used to be Sunday and then Sunday night. So Monday it, you're and Monday spouting. Night. Endless garbage. It's true. Look it up on the internet. I wonder so, how many dickheads now will actually go, go online. And then no one, one, because it was you didn't make a very convincing case for your two date. Well, two nights. I'll talk to you tomorrow about this on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> in 1933, Homer lost his eyesight due to hemorrhaging in the back of his eyes. Oh, fun! Langley quit his job to care for his brother, and the two began so to. They're withdrawing. loving. 
the uh, began or they they care about each other because you know that's all they've got left in the world. So home is blind now, uh, or very uh, lost sight. Yeah, due to his eyes going pop. So why does he want to hoard stuff? He can't even see it. What's the point of the newspapers now for him? Well, maybe he just know where he's putting stuff down, so he's losing track. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, that's one way of looking at it. Uh, let's have a look. Langley quit his job to care for his brother, and the two begin to withdraw. So they're getting they're getting a bit close now. They're not going out. No. Langley, your brother can't see his penis and wishes to thrash it. Can you put? It, can you find it for me? I'll jack it for you, Lang- Homer. <laughs> Thank you, Langley. <laughs> like this. That's sufficient. Like this. Sufficient enough. Jacking it hard. And I'm nearly there. Ooh. Tip top. Oh, see you put, later. Have we done a wank joke, Paul? We have done a wank joke. <laughs> I don't know how we're getting listeners for any of this. I don't know, honestly. Ah, oh, they still listen. Whatever. Um, so, anyway, as time progressed, the brothers became fearful due to changes in the neighbourhood. We know what that means. The Johnny pe- Johnny Foreigner was coming pe- into the colour moving into Harlem. Is that what it is? All colours and ethnicities and right. races yes. and, and and styles and right. types. And they were like looking out of their window and saying, "No, we're racist." As well as uh, incestuous in Homer, our version. You can't see it, but there are men of colour outside. Doesn't matter, Langley. Just jack me off. <laughs> Again? <laughs> oh, I need it all the time. The sweet, sweet jacking. But I'm too busy being racist. <laughs> all right. That was because of the Great Depression. That caused a lot of things to change. The socio-economical uh, uh, growth and yeah. movement. Socio-demographic <laughs> movement, yeah. Either way. There was changes happening yeah. in that part of uh, the country. So yeah. more African-Americans moved into yes. the once empty apartment houses that were built nearby on the projected subway route. Okay, so, so there was going to be a subway. And, and then they built a bunch of houses. Afford to, and mm. so housing was built, and then no jobs and nowhere to travel. Um, but Harlem but, these days is all gentrified and shishi, isn't it? I don't know. I've not been. No, neither have I. I'd no. like to visit. Yeah. When later asked why the two chose to shut themselves off from the world, Langley simply replied, We don't want to be bothered. Fair enough. Leave us the fuck alone. I can peer out of my window perfectly well, and Homer needs jacking. <laughs> He's just a jacking machine. He's just a jacking machine. <laughs> and he won't jack for nobody but me. Oh, I've got some papers there. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, Look at my instruments. As rumours about the brothers' unconventional lifestyle began to spread through Harlem, crowds began to congregate outside of their house. Why? This is an era before digital media, Paul. So, so instead of Twitter, they just go, let's stand outside the Collier's Mansion. Yeah. And go, oh, you can't see in your jacket. <laughs> You've got lots of papers. This Hope- is thrilling. Homer, let's go to the window and jack out the window. No, God, can you stop with the jacking? It's like New Jack City. <laughs> Nicely done, I guess. Okay. If I knew, isn't New Jack City set in LA? No, I think it's New York. We're very white. Well, it's the whole that whole. Have you seen um, King of New York? Uh, the Kings of New York, no the Scorsese film, no King of New York, Christopher the, Walken gangster film. Not in a very long time. It's very good. It's very good. It's very good. Why I just gotta Christopher Walken? Oh my god! Hey, I'm Christopher Walken. The attention caused by the... I can't okay, do that. Don't do I that. won't do that. So, anyway, this attention caused the brothers' fears to increase along with it. But you can see how that make you paranoid. A bunch of people just watching your house. Homer, they're still there. Yeah. Can I jack it? No. <laughs> Homer. You've obsessed. become really boring yeah, since you Homer, went blind. Homer's just... Yeah. Well, he's blind already. Yeah. So, 
you can't. He doesn't face that Jane danger that they used to associate with masturbation in no. that type period. No, he's like Homer. You'll go blind. I am blind. I'm jacking it hard. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Well, you know, once you pop, you just can't yeah. stop. My eyes popped off anyway. Yeah, what's worse can happen? The Hair- wind will change and my face will stay like this. Hairy palms. <laughs> well, yeah. But then you're blind, so you can't see it. Hairy palms would be quite good. Would it? Yeah. What would you use hairy palms for? Jacking it. <laughs> oh, God. We need to move off the jacking it material. Well, uh, what, uh, excuse me, Paul? We need to move off the jacking it material? <sighs> So, right. teenagers would throw rocks at their windows, so they boarded, boarded up their windows. After unfounded rumours spread throughout the neighbourhood that the brothers' home contained valuables and large sums of money, several people attempted to burgle the house. Uh. So now it's become a bit like that Wes Craven film, um, The People Under the Stairs. Was there burglary in that? Yeah. Uh. People break into this house thinking there's money there, but then they get trapped in a house full of tortures and horrors. Yeah, it's quite good, that, isn't it? It's quite good. Uh, so Langley uses engineering skills to construct booby traps and tunnels amongst the collection of items and trash that was beginning to fill their house. Wow. So now he's thinking, what this place needs? A little bit of Indiana Jonesing up. Wow. So the houses became a maze of boxes, complicated tunnel systems, including junk and trash rigged with trip wires. Wow. Homer and Langley lived in nests created amongst the debris that was piled to the ceiling. That must have been crazy, like the ultimate den. Yeah, it's the ultimate den. Wow. Can you imagine just having this whole room room right now stacked with books and magazines and boxes and crap and yeah. toys and this tripwire so when people come in that will all collapse on them? You know what this has reminded me of? I uh, was talking to my friend last night, Virgil. Mm. We used to make webs out of cassette tapes. I'm glad that ended with the cassette tapes line. And not <sighs> sticky. Jacking, <laughs> sticky, jacking, wanking. Me and Virgil used to make sticky webs. It was a very interesting thing. Funnily enough, like Homer, I'd close my eyes. Oh, shut up. So and we, then uh, Virgil would reach down into my certain special we'd place. We'd take a bunch of cassettes. Then he would jostle my ding-dong until all of a sudden sticky white Spider-Man webs would fly out of my pants and we'd pretend to swing on it. And then Virgil would say, hmm, taste Why nice. Virgil Eli, you should, you should taste this too. Let's not get Virgil involved with this. he gets his ding-dong out and then you jack it and splashing it. And all of a sudden you're tired on the floor, cuddling, crying, wondering what you do tomorrow. Paul Gannon, who died today. <laughs> uh, we used to, yeah, make... Uh, Webs. Sort of like cassette. indoor installations, like we're all hooking tapes onto everything. and sort of, A waste of tape. I know, but that just makes you think how much tape there was lying around back so then. So much tape. and You could probably wrap the planet up in tape. They were so... The era of tapes. It's coming back. It, that's what we got me started on this. To, yeah. They, but it's just stupid, isn't it? Oh, what? we're going to do it. It's not stupid then. No. Yeah, it's not. Shut up. That's good. We cassettes might do are that. cool, everyone. Yeah, cassettes yeah. are coming back, daddy-o. Langley spent the majority of his time tinkering with various inventions, such as a device to vacuum the insides of pianos and Model T Fords, adapted <laughs> to generate it's a bit specific, isn't it? It's very specific, but he basically invented the Dust Buster. Yeah, but why, right. why would it have to be a Model T Ford? Couldn't it do that was other, the only other car, cars? No, that's probably the only car anyone had back then. Okay. Because it was like iPhones. Everyone had that one. Yeah. And the competition was shit. I've got a Model T. Uh, I've, 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 I don't. I have a Q. It's a knockoff. Yeah. No. So right. he invented the... Well, that's good. Well, he, he's a, is this Homer? No, this is Langley, because yeah, Homer can't, can't invent see. anything. Langley, I've invented something. No, you haven't. I have. Look, you can't see. I've invented an ice cream machine. No. No, brother Homer. You've put a fork in a frog. <laughs> now, now, Paul, are you suggesting that someone who can't see can't be an inventor? I am. That, that is very discriminatory. Name me a blind inventor. 
there's there you go. I proved my point. Uh, there was um, go on. Wilkes, 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 Wilkes. Oh, what did he invent? Uh, he invented a device for turning pages on, bra- on a braille machine. Yeah. Uh, and he, he, was known as the blind, he was known as the blind Edison. Yeah. I've made it up. I made that up. No, you haven't. I, be- I bet there is a blind inventor. I bet there is. Okay, Google. Oh, God. <laughs> Every time. Blind inventors. Seven life-changing inventions by blind inventions. Thank you very much, Dickwad. Let me read this. Right. Helen Keller. Dr. James Gale invented a new way of mixing and storing gunpowder, so it made so it made it very effective in warfare. Blind guy. Uh, there you go. He invented something that kills people. So no, not counting that. It's still an invention. No. William Moon invented a unique reading system for the blind, which is based on Roman. That's Moon. who I met. Wilkes. Its other name is Wilkes. Wilkes. No, it's not. <laughs> William Moon it says is it not there. informally known as Wilkes. It Wilkes. says informal Wilkes. Wilkes. No. The invention and then it says the Edison of the uh, of the the blind Edison it doesn't. He was uh, blind, and he invented the moon system of embossing reading, which is still apparently widely used today. So I don't this is that. for making braille. Louis Braille. What did he invent? Don't know. Invented braille. All right, right. fair enough. Uh, Ralph Teeter. What did Ralph Teeter invent? He invented a common automotive feature known as cruise control. Lazy blind people don't want to put their foot yeah, down so and drive. You are, they shouldn't be driving anyway. You're entirely wrong. Because you're blind. So, but it was Langley who was inventing the, the d- dust demon. And Mohanad Jibrel Abular, he, invent, he has created more than 20 patents and inventions to his name. But his most popular creation to date is a submarine that can go 5,625 metres below sea level. Ooh. It doesn't tell you there, though, that all he did was sit in a tube and went, I'm under the sea. <laughs> no, you're not, mate. Blah, 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 blah. I'm you, under the sea. You're blindest. I am blindest. You're, I think this has brought out some... Uh, some James, James and Michael... James The and Michael Curran. They invented... James The? That's his name. James he's T-H-E. Not cool. No, he's not. James and Michael Curran. Well, maybe they... All right, maybe it's not James The. That's a typo. James, no one's called <laughs> The. James oh, hello. The. This is John and... <laughs> Bobby Bot. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Bobby... No, but is, is, yeah. is a name, isn't no, it? No, You keep... You keep... No, I it keep, says The. The and Curran. So it must be his surname. Invented a useful voice-to-speech system known the. as DVDA. That's the most no, ridiculous NVDA. name. Cursed with blindness, and you don't like his name. And Sam Jensky... He created a device that magnifies and projects text onto video screens. And he was blind. So, Paul... I'm not impressed. You're wrong. Do more. You were wrong. Impress me. So, Homer could have been inventing. He could have been. But it wasn't. It was Langley who did the Dust Devil. Right. So, Langley can... So, um, he tended to Homer's death, played him sonatas and piano recitals. That's very nice. Sonatas. Sonatas. (laughs) Sonatas. He bathed his brother. Frank Sinatra go around there? Yeah, he did. That's uh. life. <laughs> That's all the people say. Stack up papers and instruments today. Uh, so, yeah, read him literature, played piano, tended to, to his health, bathed him. Jacket. <laughs> he concocted a diet for his brother consisting of 100 oranges a week, black bread, peanut butter. Nice. Claiming that this regime was helping cure the blindness. Well... Unlikely, but still not bad. I like black bread. Do you like black bread? Never had it. Very malty. I can imagine it would be. Very I'm sure it's quite nice, though. Malty bread. What else? Um, oh, later, Homer became paralysed due to an inflammatory rheumatism. Wow, he really didn't have, yeah, he uh, didn't have any good luck. luck with the. 
Now I can't reach it, Langley, brother. No, he really couldn't. Now you have to stroke it for brother Homer. <laughs> Poor guys. I'll use the hoover. <laughs> I'll use the dust devil. I'll suck up your jackrod. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the brothers feared that if Homer sought medical attention, doctors would cut his optic nerve, leaving him permanently blind, and would give him drugs that would hasten his death. So okay, now they were so paranoid. They were, they were paranoid about going to the doctors, yeah? Yeah. Like so he's basically sitting there, cocooned in this nest of shit. Yeah. Just unable to move, with Langley hoovering bits They're like of those cunts pianos. who are online. Never leave their flat and go, chemtrails, chemtrails! Inoc- inoculation will kill our kids and give everyone re- autism. Yeah. They're those fucking freaks now. Yeah. Do listen to a lot of Alex fucking Jones or whatever that cunt's name is? Nuts. Nuts guy. Uh, Langley Collier later told a reporter, You must remember, we are the sons of doctors. We have a medical library of over 15,000 books in the house. We decided we would not call any doctors, you see, because we knew too much about medicine. They are cranks. That's the same guy who went, I did not want to get my dying child any help because I have WebMD. And I went on to there yeah. and found that my kid did not have cancer, but merely the sniffles. <laughs> He's dead now. <laughs> Langley would then only venture out of the house at midnight. He would walk miles all over the city to get food, sometimes going as far as Williamsburg in Brooklyn. Probably very far. That's quite far. Uh, he would pick out food of the garbage. Anything being thrown out by grocers and butchers, he would bring that back home as well. If he's going for the bins he's now. He's thrifty. Very thrifty. Doing a bit of night thrifting. He's thrifty, thrifty, very, very thrifty. He's very thrifty. Thank you. He also collected countless pieces of abandoned items and trash ar- aroused his interest. He's beginning to sound like you. Uh, trash does not arouse my interest. It does slightly. Yeah, a little bit. By the early 1930s, the Collier Brothers' brownstone house had fallen into disrepair. Their phone was disconnected in 1917 and never reconnected. Uh, the brothers uh, said they had no one they wanted to talk to anyway. We don't want phone. Phone can fuck off. Yes. We uh, have our own system of pulleys. Yes. They probably had a little pulley system in their nest. Uh, they eventually uh, had all their electricity, gas and water turned off in 1928 because they just didn't want to pay the bills. They could afford it. They just didn't want to. Again, it reminds me of the uh, of Scrooge. Yeah. He was like that. Oh, like that Megat guy. Yeah. When we talked about him. John Megat. They took to warming the large house using only a small kerosene heater. For a time, Langley attempted to generate electricity by means of a car engine. Langley would fetch their water from a pump by a nearby park. They were nuts. They were nuts. And their only link to the outside world was via a crystal radio that Langley made. It's handy. That they could only get Fox and Friends on. That's not a radio show. No. But back then on the radio, it probably was. Back before TV. It was like, hello, welcome to Fox and Chaps. You know, Are you a darkie? Oh, no, we don't like you here. Oh, dear. Bring us your poor, your needy, but not you. But not you. You've got all political on this all of a sudden, Paul. Yeah. Getting angry about the state of the world we're living yeah. in. Really am. I look at all the fat cats and the fucking people in power and I go, how have we put them there? How have we put them there? Because we, we have. No, we have. Not you and but me. Every little... Did you vote? Yes. Then we had a hand to play. Whether you yeah, like it or not. I vote for them. Doesn't matter. The common political message is such that little by little, cut by cut, we think we're getting a better service. We're getting the hard but fair treatment. But we're not. We're making it easier for the rich to get what they want and harder for the poor to get what they need. All right? All right. So, with that in mind... Let's go back to the story. Would you like the jacket? (laughs) Um, Anyway, neighbours and shopkeepers in the area described Langley as a genuinely polite man. Yeah, he sounds uh, all right. And rational. And then added, oh, we meant crazy. (laughs) (laughs) A reporter who interviewed Langley in 1942 described him as a soft-spoken old gentleman who had a liking for privacy and spoke in low, polite, and a cultivated voice. 
posh. So yes, very much like the voice I've been doing this whole playlet. I think that's uh, very good. His appearance, however, was dishevelled. He sported a droopy moustache, wore a 1910 boating cap, and his tattered clothes were often held together by pins. While Langley Collier ventured out of the house and occasionally interacted with people, Homer had not been seen or heard from since he went blind and retreated from the world in 1933. Wow. Uh, Langley was fiercely protective over Homer and would not allow anyone to see or speak to him. When he caught neighbours attempting to peek into their windows from a neighbouring house, Langley bought the property <laughs> and then kicked them out. Wow. He's hardcore. Some- Homer, someone's looking in. Buy it! Fucking throw them out! <laughs> they really are. Yeah, and they bought it for $7,500. It was a proper investment. Yeah. Well, they had the money. Yeah. Do it. Uh, when, a fire, when a small fire broke out well, in the home... Well, it's probably quite useful to put some newspapers in the, there as well. Well, apparently not. Because when a, full, a small fire broke out in 1941, Langley refused to let firemen in. you got a fire, mate! No! Can we come in? We two minutes, we'll put it out. No! They probably had their own... Um, he probably invented some kind of sluicing system. To, uh, and look, uh, I'll, I'll show you now. There's a little picture there of the house. Crikey. It's just a mess. Like You can tell it's quite an opulent-looking house, but it's just piled with shit and books and tat and God knows what. And there's an expensive chandelier. It's it crazy. looks really musty. So, in the, now... Homer Collier's death. March 21st, 1947, an honest tipster who described himself only as Charles Smith phoned the police precinct and insisted there was a dead body in the Collier's house. How did he know? We just don't know. We'll never know. We'll never know. What was know. he doing? How did he get in? I don't know. The caller claimed that the smell of decon- decomposition was emanating from the house. As the police were used to calls from neighbours about the Collier brothers, a patrol officer was dispatched. Oh, check it out. Check it out. It's that cunt again. He's got a bit of a stinky house. Let's check it out. Check out the stinky house. Um, as the police were used to cause, blah, 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 they, um, the responding officer initially had a difficult time getting into the house. There was no doorbell or telephone and the doors were locked. And though the basement windows were broken, they were protected by iron grill work. An emergency squad of seven men eventually had no choice but to begin pulling out all of the junk that was blocking the corridor, letting them into the house. Right. So it started. Yes, the, the invasion. Brown, the brownstones foyer was packed solid by a wall of newspapers, folding beds and chairs, half a sewing machine, boxes, a wine press, various junk. <laughs> a wine press is great. Yeah. We'll never leave the house again to get pissed. We can just bring it all in here. Handy. Um, a patrolman finally broke through a window in the second story bedroom, and behind this window lay, amongst other things, more packages and newspaper bundles. Empty cardboard boxes lashed together with rope. The frame of a baby carriage. A rake. An old umbrella. After five hours of digging, Homer Collier's body was found in an alcove surrounded by filled boxes and newspapers that were piled to the ceiling. What? Homer was wearing a tattered blue and white bathrobe. His matted grey hair reached his shoulders and his head was resting on his knees. Wow. He died trying to suck his dick. <laughs> no, he, <laughs> no, he didn't. didn't. The medical examiner confirmed Homer's identity and said that the elder brother had been dead for approximately 10 hours. Okay. So he's still beforehand, probably, as a result. According to a medical examiner, Homer died from starvation and heart disease. Police initially suspected that Langley Collier was the man who phoned in the anonymous tip regarding his brother's death and theorised that he had fled the house before the police arrived. It was later discovered that a neighbour called the police based on a rumour he'd heard. Uh. The police officer was posted outside the home to wait for Langley, but he never arrived. 
Police began to suspect Langley was dead after he had failed to attend Homer's funeral on April 1st. Well, he probably thought it was a joke, didn't he? It was April. He goes, oh, Langley, your brother's died. His funeral's on April 1st. You nearly had me that. Yeah. You nearly... You nearly had one then, but I know, no, not on April 1st. He would, he'd never had a sense of humour. He certainly didn't. No. After the discovery of Homer Collier's body, rumours began circulating that Langley had been seen abroad. Uh, no, not abroad. Aboard a bus heading for Atlantic City, of all places. A manhunt happened in New Jersey. So they suspected him of murder as well. Yeah. They suspected that he killed his brother or let him die. And then fled. Well, he died after. of starvation. You can't. Yeah, but you might have purposely left someone by starvation. You can, can you? Well, if you've got an invalid brother and you purposely don't feed him, that's probably man's daughter at best, right? Yeah. Either way, um, police continued to search the house, removing three thousand books, outdated phone books, a horse's jawbone, a mm. piano, an X-ray machine, <laughs> more bundles of newspaper. Uh, after nineteen tons of junk removed, nineteen tons of shit was moved from the ground floor. The ground floor of the house. The police continued to clear away the brother's stockpile for another week, removing another 84 tonnes of rubbish from the house on the next few floors. Although a good deal of junk came from their father's medical practice, a considerable portion was discarded items collected by Langley over the years. Approximately 2,000 people stood outside the home to watch the clean-up effort. Again, it's great entertainment. They've got it now, haven't they? They've got it now. Hoarders. Yeah. Check out the TV show Hoarders if you want to go, what the fuck, and vomit in your mouth. (laughs) Because so in April eighth, nineteen forty seven, a workman found the body of Langley Collier ten feet from where Homer had died. It took him a week to find his they brother. Didn't know he was there. He was in. He was ten feet away in some at the end of some kind of little tunnel. Well, Langley was found in a two foot wide tunnel lined with rusty bed springs and a chest of drawers. His decomposing body, which was the actual source of the smell reported by the anonymous tipster, had been partially eaten by rats. Oh, Oh, lovely. He was covered in his suitcase, bundles of newspaper and three metal bread boxes. The medical examiner determined that Langley had died around March 9th. Police therefore theorised that Langley was crawling through the tunnel to bring food to his paralysed brother when he inadvertently tripped the booby trap he had created and was crushed by his own debris. His death was attributed by asphyxiation. Wow. Both brothers are buried on top of each other in unmarked graves in Cypress Hill Cemetery, Brooklyn. Wow. And it goes through the contents, but seriously, I won't go through all of it because it's quite a long list, but for example, some of the things they took out of the house were baby carriages, a doll's carriage, rusted bicycles, old food, potato peelers, a collection of guns, glass chandeliers, bowling balls, camera equipment, the folding top of a horse-drawn carriage, a sawhorse, three dresser-making dummies, painted portraits, photos of pin-up girls from the early 1900s, plaster busts, jagged it, (laughs) Mrs. Collier's hope chests, rusty bed springs, uh, stoves, a child's chair, more than 25,000 books, human organs in jars, Eight live cats. Wow. Human organs in jars. Yeah. Uh, the chassis of an old Model T, in which Langley had been well, tinkering with. He'd been hoovering it. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to get this invention working. <laughs> and I don't go outside, so I'm going to bring the car in. Um, what else? Um, tapestries, yards of silk, fabrics, clocks, 14 pianos, both grand and upright. For the hoovering. A clavichord, two organs, banjos, violins, bugles, accordions, a gramophone, a record, uh, and countless bundles of newspapers, magazines, some of them decades old, thousands of bottles and tin cans, and a great deal of garbage. Near the spot where Homer had died, police also found 34 bank account passbooks with a total of $3,000, which in today's money would be around $37,000. 
So there. The house was determined unsafe and a fire hazard. And so they, they, <laughs> yeah. they tore it down. Now it's a park. Yes, I believe they did. Well, I once uh, saw someone's flat who was a bit of a hoarder. Yeah. Was it your flat? No, it wasn't my flat. Because your flat looks like a Collier's mansion. No, it doesn't. Except yours looks like a Collier's <clears throat> despot. A Collier's despot? Wait. Collier's cesspit. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. Cesspot. So. So, my house looks like a Collier's mansion, does it? It does, No, though. it doesn't. I have some records in the house of pickles. Stacked up. There's some brine rinds. Clothes. There's trash what? on the oh, floor. Oh, clothes. I'm hoarding clothes. I've got clothes. I need to wear clothes, Paul. Food tins on the floor. Bottles. Ashtrays you've not cleaned out. Wank mags. There are no wank mags. Socks like socks that you've come in so much, it looks like they're actually made from papier-mâché. No, 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 no. Yeah. Books, cassette tapes, CDs you'll never listen to again. Just because all you, I'm saying, just because you live a complete bare existence with no all personal I'm items, is that if you go blind, I'm not jacking you. Oh, all right. So I don't live in a Collier's mansion, but you're getting there. I did this as a warning. What? I haven't invented a Hoover. No, and you never That'd will. Be the warning. You'll just die in a room full of trash. No, I won't. You will. I don't want you to die in a Collier's mansion. I don't want to see you on hoarders. I, I want a lady be. to go back to your room. I don't and go, hoard stuff. I want a lady to go back to your room after you've picked her up after a night out and her not scream when she enters the room Listen. and start crying. I want her to sniff the air and go, this smells of hope and dreams and lavender. And not, as it smells like now, despair, death and, well... Those fish sausages. Those fish sausages, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Thank Clean you. Clean your room, mate. All right. Because you've got good I, looks now. I've got my hair, which looks like I could actually have a You've boyfriend. Got... Thanks for that. Yeah. Girlfriend. <laughs> oh, 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 well, well, I will say no more on oh, the right. song. I rest my case, I'm Your Honour. I'm tired, I'm tired. I rest Paul. my case, Your Honour. Oh, right, tired. well, there's the Collier's Mansion. Anyway, I thought it'd give us a little dollop-esque moment in Collier's, Collier's Mansion. Collier's... Um, Thanks to Wikipedia. Collier's um, are coal miners, aren't they? I don't know. Yes. I thought they were a type of dog. A dog that goes down a mine. Really? Yeah, Collier is come to well, drive you could argue coal was a bit of a mine. Yes. It's full of tunnels and... Tunnels and... Inventions. Yeah. And a man with hair down to his knees. To his shoulders. Shoulders? Only to his shoulders. Oh, well, I take it all back then. I uh, like collecting. I know you do. But the difference between collect collecting records. and hoarding... Yeah. Stop trying to defend your mucky room. I Clean it. It's not a Collier's room. It is. It's a Collier's bedroom. No, it's not. It, it is. It's the House of Pickles, and it has a stylish, zesty fragrance. That is not a zesty fragrance, mate. Fart curry and fucking, I don't know, fag ends is not a zesty fragrance. It's briny. Briny, I'll give you. <laughs> <laughs> it's bye-bye time. It is bye-bye time. Well, we hope you've had a lovely time with us here on Cheap Show. And if you like us, tell the world, share us with friends. Tell them about us. Yeah. Tell them about what Uncle Paul and Eli like to do for you. Paul. What? I don't know. It's creepy. It's not creepy. Uncle Paul and Eli. I don't want to be Uncle Eli. Uncle Paul and Eli are always here for you if you need us. You can call us any time of day or night. They can't call us. You can come round to our house. We have a bed that you can stay in. And speak for yourself. A secret mirror that you need to stare into and... uh, Say bye-bye, man. And... Say, Uncle Paul, Uncle Eli, visit me tonight. Uncle Paul, Uncle Eli, give us all a fright. So, Paul, uh, if 
anyone still listening and they want to check out if you want to look into a mirror and say on that song then we will appear behind you is that is that the way we're going we're going into haunting that's the new format is it we're becoming an urban legend okay so we're not doing we're not doing like the normal media channels anymore it's just literally if you if you want us you stare in the mirror and you say uncle paul uncle eli please look after no please come out tonight paul and uncle paul and uncle (laughs) eli please give me a fright and then we appear and we we what we jack them off <laughs> we jack them yeah, have a quid have a fucking quid have a quid alright two quid please fucking, fucking hell uh, that was worth it <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's how we get you anyway uh, no that's our episode thank you for listening in to another thank episode you. of Cheap Show uh, you can email us with anything you want really top tips ideas things you it's want not questions. top tips stop Play- life hacks plagiarising yes Thecheapshow at gmail.com. Our website with all the pictures and videos you need to accompany every single episode, well, not every single one, but enough, is www.thecheapshow.co.uk and follow us on Twitter at thecheapshowpod. And then tell the world to subscribe on iTunes. Please subscribe. And subscribe and vote and review and tell people because the more people who know, the more people will care. I'm finding it hard to care. Oh, yeah. Just about anything. Would you like to join me on the roof for a little bit of a kiss and a hug? No, thanks. Goodbye, everybody. I haven't think of... We need to have a proper out for this show. And we're not ending until we come up we with We have one. really... This whole show is just petering. It's one long peter out, man. We should call this episode Peter's Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Peter's out. Peter's out. Come on, let's think of a good ending. Come on, come on, we can do it. Come on, 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 come on. Okay, everybody, that's the end of the show. I've spilt my gravy over the rim. Remember that one? <laughs> Paul, any last words? Uh, yeah. Good. Bye. Bye.